It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, vocnation.com. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live. With your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Kelly. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dazzling Danielle. Hello, hello. And Minnie, the moocher. Minnie. That's right. She's over there being a little moocher. Danielle gave her this awesome treat that she normally doesn't have. Is this the first time she's had it? Her second time. Oh, her second. Oh, that's right. The first time it wasn't as big. And she finished it quicker. That's what she said. Exactly. And many of the moocher was she. How are you guys doing out there? I'm so sorry that last week was a botch spot um, with the show. Originally, what had happened, if you guys remember, maybe you don't, and you're listening now. Hi. Um, so last Wednesday, I was stuck at the vet, and I knew I was going to make it home in time. And... Here's the thing, you guys, like, the thing about especially going live is there's this extra anxiety that comes with it, but here's the thing about it. It doesn't feel good when you're going through it, but it's that high on stress. I actually kind of like it. Well, I would like to take a few steps back and correct you. We were stuck at the vet. Excuse me. We. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's so funny because Danielle and I had, we've been podcasting for like 10 years or more. And we used to use Blog Talk Radio back in the D-Day, brother, sister. And there's this whole thing where on Blog Talk Radio, when you are the host, you call in and you have a whole like control panel. And when you call in, it'll tell you a countdown for your show. And so the lady on there, she's like, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please enter your post pin now, followed by the pound sign. And then you do it, and then some random guy goes, to go live now, press one. (laughs) And then you do. I don't know where, because it's like two different voices. And then there's the countdown. Your show will go live in four minutes. And then it'll give you a countdown. Your show will go live in five, four, three, two, blog talk radio. Now, let me tell you something. I would do a really good impression of that woman. I don't know who she is. I know she probably doesn't like me or Danielle, and that's fine. But the reason why I'm breaking it down to you guys is back in the day when Danielle and I had Funtime Radio and Martina's Girls Radio, and we used blog talk, it would bring, like, our heart rate up to hear, your show will go live in five seconds, 
full. It's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, okay, we're going to go live. We've got to get together. we got to get together. And there's times where, like, we just made it to where we're able to go live. And then there's times when we're chit-chatting. And then there's times that we're totally ready, but you just get this thing. And back in the day, Danielle and I, our whole thing, our little shtick that we would have is we would have Diet Dr. Pepper, and we would take a shot at absence. <laughs> Dr. Pe- Diet Dr. Pepper um, caser. And what was cool about the blog talk um, when we did it back then was Danielle would be, I would be in our living room broadcasting and she would be in her room so that we didn't like how we do now have to share a microphone. And it, it was, it was really an awesome experience. If you're the fun time game from back in the day, you totally know what I'm talking about. So we stopped doing blog talk radio for a really long time. And then, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, VOC Nation used to use Blog Talk Radio, and it has this whole, like, countdown thing. It's like it's this whole nostalgic thing, and it's like, you know, whatever. So that's why I'm talking about it, and we're already well, how many minutes into the show? <laughs> but no, but the thing is, it's going back to the high on stress, that even though it can feel stressful, it still is like this sense of comfort. Yeah, it's that familiar woman reminding you, you're going to go live, better get ready. You got the 10 minute warning, you got the five minute warning, the seconds countdown. And here's what's hilarious is the last show we had, if you remember, there was some silence at the beginning of our show. And the reason why was because I took my phone off the speaker. And um, when I took my phone off the speaker, I didn't hear any countdown. And, uh, yeah, so that's why that, and then that happened today again. I don't know why, but at least this time the commercials were on. So I just put an extended commercial break. So there you have it. That's the SH show over here. That's called Shelly live. Welcome. (laughs) Hope you stick around. It's a whole lot of fun and you never know what's going to happen. It's true. So today, uh, we were kind of pressed on time, and the high stress was there a little bit because Danielle had a dental appointment. And after the dental appointment, I had to head on over to the dispensary, and then we had to get sushi, of course. And so my whole thing was I wanted to get home in time to where I was able to eat first because all I had up until the sushi was a protein shake. So I was ready, and I already knew when I woke up this morning that I was going to get sushi stop. I, at first I forgot about Danielle's thing and I was like, okay, we're, we're going to go to sushi stop and then we're going to go to the mall because Danielle needs to go get something from Bath and Body Works. And um, <clears throat> then we'll just like hang out, whatever. I planned on even eating sushi over there. And there was two things I forgot. I forgot that Danielle had an appointment and then I forgot that today was Shelly live. <laughs> so that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get it to go, and that's what we did. But it's so funny was when I was waiting for Danielle, <clears throat> uh, I was in the car, and my first mess up was um, I didn't bring the right SD card to edit what I was going to. So I'm like, damn it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And then before I knew it, Danielle was back. And in between the time of me figuring out I didn't have my SD card till Danielle coming back, I put in the same order like five or six times, and it just wouldn't work. Oh, technology was fighting with you. It was, and it was pissing me off because I was like, dude, I knew from the moment I woke up I wanted sushi today. Dang it. 
Well, going back to the unpredictability of life and what is the Shelley Live show, it's a very appropriate topic to be talking about this right now. Exactly. So let's uh, really back the truck up, BB. So let's talk about last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, we were stuck at Danielle's work because the dogs were getting um, looked at getting their little update. Was it just Fred or? It was just Fred. I can't remember. Yeah, it was just Fred. Fred. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it's Fred. So I will do anything for Fred. So I told myself I was going to record the new show on Friday. So Friday rolls around. I even threw a tweet out, and I'll talk about that in a minute, um, that was going to be what I was going to talk about for the show. But then when the day went on and I was getting ready for the day, that's when Fred just, it was so weird because he was so normal. And then when I took a shower, after I got out of the shower and I put my makeup on, he let out his arf. Now, Fred used to have his arf where it used to be, arf, arf, and then it turned into, arf, arf, and then, then it turned into, like, no, no, oh, this. Like, it was really, like, sad. Like, he couldn't even get it out. So he did that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with him? And I was holding him, and I noticed my hands felt kind of wet. And I looked at his chest, and I noticed that a little patch of his fur was kind of, like, folded over. It's like, oh, no. And my whole thing was, it's like, dude, I don't want Fred to get an infection. I bet you this is, like, a bed sore because he lays around a lot. Because... It wasn't until, like, a week ago he was walking. Like, he needed help, but he was walking, and he kind of stopped walking, which really worried me because the beginning of the true end of Ethel was when she was no longer able to walk, and she was just really, like, you always had a holder. You had a holder to help her go to the bathroom. So um, when I saw it, I was like, that's probably what it is. So, okay, let me let Danielle know. I sent her a photo. And, um, you know, she's like, bring him in, whatever. I was like, okay, cool. And it's so crazy because Fred started being finicky about his food. And I had told Danielle that I was going to leave soon because he was actually finishing his uh, breakfast. So that was a good sign to me that everything was fine. It's just he probably was in a little bit of pain from this bed sore. So I gave him his pain medication. And then I took him to Danielle's work, and then that's where everything just turned. Yeah, it was really interesting because I had planned to take my lunch when Shelly was there with Fred. And when I brought Fred in for one of my coworkers to take him in, everyone just looked very concerned and just kind of running around like an ER. And I had a coworker saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And I kept thinking, why is everybody asking if I'm okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Fred's just having a hard time. And that Wednesday before, his temperature was really low. And then this time, his temperature was even lower. He was really, really cold. And the doctor I work for was like, you need to go to ER. I'll talk to the ER doctor there, and we'll get you transferred over. So we didn't realize how intense it was and how serious it was. And it was a really emotional moment. And we went to the emergency. I left work early. And we admitted him. And they basically told us he's at a point. Are you okay, Mary? What's wrong? Go ahead. 
um, so we came to a point where we spoke to the doctor who examined him, and he's examined him before, saying that basically at this point, he is just going to decline. It's gone. I know. I saw her eat it all. So what was crazy for me is Danielle was inside my car when she was having her lunch break, and she told me, people were saying, is, you know, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And I was thinking, like, dude, like, is my bed sore? Like, what's the problem here? And it's so crazy because when, and then I thought, okay, maybe they're not used to him having bad days. I am, so, like, whatever. So I really, like, I was ready to have a video, or, yeah, video chat with one of my Secret Society members. Like, I brought my work with me. I was ready, you know. Um, I told myself I was even going to record the Friday, you know, I was going to on Friday, the Shelly Live. I was going to record it in there, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I had it all mapped out, and it was like, wait, what? And when Danielle brought him to my car, he didn't look right. And I was like, did you guys sedate him or something? And she's like, no. So that's when I started to get worried. And I couldn't believe that Danielle had the doctor from the emergency on speaker. I couldn't believe um, when he was like, you know, I recommend euthanizing him. And I was like, wait, what? Like, and it would have been one thing if, like, from the time we woke up, he was struggling, but he just was normal. Like, I I was excited that he was eating his food. I was like, this is very positive. To me, that's Mert's having a good day. So, that's when we knew that, what's up? And when we got him back, he was still out of it. Honestly, you guys, I thought he was going to go that night, like, when we were sleeping. And i that's always been my fear. I've always begged God for mercy every single night when I pray that Fred won't go in the middle of the night and that he will be surrounded by us when it's time for him to go. And that it would be a situation where he would just go to sleep and not have any suffering. I'm telling you guys, this is an anxiety I've had for, especially this past year, because that's when he started to really show, especially after Apple passed away, I thought he was going to pass because he was so not himself. It was a quick change. And then when Minnie came into our lives, he perked back up. But then that was only for, like, a little bit, and that's when he started to decline again. And, um, you know, it's just I, I told Fred if he wanted to just go to sleep and stop breathing, it was okay. And I'm just going to say, you know, straight up, like, I begged God for mercy for, like, a year, and he gave me that mercy and showed it to me, and that's exactly what we were able to do. We had to wait till the next day to have an at-home vet come. The lady was very awesome. She was positive. She was our kind of gal. Her, like, box that she has, all her tools and things was sparkly. And, you know, it was, we had a good conversation, and we had to let Mertz go. And I still have moments where I'm just, like, in denial about it. Like, I feel like he's just... Oh, he's at the vet, and he had to stay over. And then I have moments where I'm very aware of it, and then I break down. And then there's moments where, like, it's just, it's a lot. And I'm, like, all over the place. Like, I keep even messing up when I'm driving. Like, 
I'm just, I'm effed up. I'm really effed up, but I'm trying to do my best. That's why I'm trying to still do as much creating as I can because, like, I need to. Like, even if it's something like this where I'm talking about how I'm feeling, like, that makes me feel better versus whatever. And what's really cool about my secret society is, like, yeah, they love my sexy content, but whenever things have happened, especially death in my life, I'm able to use my secret society as therapy and I just vent and it's helped me so much through get through so much. So I just want to say a special shout out to all my secret society right now. Like you guys are awesome and thank you for being there for me. Thank you to all my fans. Like not just the secret society, but all my fans because you guys have just like, without you, I wouldn't have the life that I do. And I'm very aware of that, and I'm very grateful for that. And that's why I wanted to be as transparent as I can about Fred, because a lot of my fans have been my fans for a really long time, some from the beginning, you know. And you know Fred. You know him very well. And it just meant so much to me that you guys let candles for him. It meant so much to me that you guys share with me how you know how I feel because something that I feel a lot of comfort in is people that I know that know how I feel. I know I know how I feel because I went through this with Ethel. But it's crazy because Fred was there through Ethel. So it's like weird in this way. And I'm just really grateful that we were able to send him off. But like, in the most positive way, but, like, there's still a lot of regret I have. And I said this in my daily the other day, yesterday, and it's, like, one of the many things, I learned a lot of things so far through Fred's passing. I can't even believe I'm saying these words. But one of the things that bothers me so much is back in October, I bought Fred this vampire costume because I wanted to do a photo shoot with him as him as Grandpa Monster and me as Shelly Monster. And for whatever reason, I kept putting, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And then last month, Fred, we had a scare and I thought that was it the last time he was at the emergency. And I remember telling myself, I better do this shoot because he's here and I don't want to regret that. And ever since October, if you go in our garage, there's this like um, ottoman and on it you see my Shelly Munster outfit and next to it is the vampire outfit from Fred. So like, I can't, I'll do tomorrow, I'll do tomorrow. And it's like now I, like, physically can't ever do that shoot. And so I know I have to make a change in my life. That I can't put things off. I can't be this queen of procrastination anymore. And when I got to do something, I just got to do it then. Like, no excuses, just do it. Because I regret so much. Like, you don't know how much it means to me that if I knew I had just one photo of me and Fred with me in that outfit and him in that outfit, it would mean so much to me. 
but it doesn't exist because I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, Fred is a really good role model for us. I know people think how crazy that might be saying a dog can be a role model or a father figure or a strong male influence, but he has been, and it seems like in his life and even after he's transitioned to his next phase, that he still continues to impact us and make us want to change and grow, which is amazing. So on that note, maybe we should take a little break, Ski. Yeah. Hold on. Oops. I have my switchboard messed up over here. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. Um, real quick, before we move forward, I just want to say another thing through, again, I can't believe I say these words. It F's me up. 
Fred's passing is um there's some people out there who really did me dirty in life. Real dirty. There's some people out there who've dragged my name through the mud and then some. There's some people out there who tried agendas with me and when I figured out their little games, that's when they were no longer a part of my life. And there's people out there that just plain old hurt my feelings. And through Fred's passing, some of those people have reached out to me in such a genuine way that, like, that's what's up because... I was telling Danielle earlier, the reason why I receive it and is because it is genuine. And I know it's genuine because even though some of those people fall in all those different categories I just told you, the one thing that they all have in common is they do take their connection with their pets very serious. And they know that connection and how having that connection affects their lives and when it's no longer there in this world, how that also affects their lives. And so I think it's really cool that Fred's energy brought those people to, like, want to send me some kind of positive energy. So it's almost like what they took away from me from whatever category they fell in, it's like they gave it back. Because, and then some, because this has to do with me healing some friends so that they know, you don't think that they were probably like, oh man, I shall probably going to roll her eyes or whatever. And it's like, no, dude, thank you. And there is a delicacy and a sacredness and it can be some sort of beauty that comes out of death. And many Oh, and that's why I chose to become end-of-life doula or end-of-life just counselor or whatever you want to call it, and I want to pursue that more because there is a sacred nature around death, and there's something called giving a good death, and we don't get to plan how we leave this world or transition to the next, and the same with our pets. So if you have some sort of control where you can bring the most comfort and peace, that's incredible. People don't even get the opportunity. And if you can do that for your pet and just coming together with people and remembering a certain energy in life. And I noticed in general, when you see families that have a lot of drama with each other, when there's a death in the family, sometimes there's this moment where everyone just puts everything aside, nothing ever existed, and all that matters is that moment right now and being there for each other. And that's the power that death can bring. It's very deep and very emotional. And it's just very special experience in life. And we definitely have had a lot of experience with it. So it's great that people can bring some comfort because also that sacredness and beauty can bring out the good in people that tend to struggle or maybe aren't meant to be in your life for a long time or have different issues. Even in those moments, something good comes out of them. And that's really nice. And like, 
That's why Shelly White has a special place in my heart. That's why VOC Nation has a special place in my heart. Because I come on here, whether it was Dave Wrestling back in the day or now Shelly Live, I come on here and I bitch, moan, and complain to you people. I talk about my death anxiety all the time with you people. And what do I get? You guys tweet me. You guys have called in. You've been there for me. And so, like, I just feel really supported even over here at Shelly Live and through specifically VOC Nation, you know. Like, whatever, whatever, at the end of the day, this is, like, where I've been able to just say what i got to say. Whether I'm right or wrong, that's how I feel. And everyone that tunes in, they receive that and they encourage it. And I think it's really awesome. Oh, anyways. So let's transition here. So, Danielle, earlier today, you had mentioned that last night you felt like somebody may have been peeking into your room. Would you care to share? Sure. So it's been a tough couple days, as you guys have heard. And yesterday... I was just so depressed. I was exhausted, and I just could not get it together. I ended up having three cups of coffee in one day, which is not normal for me. Maybe back in the day it was, but nowadays that's not something I do, especially when I am entering the evening. When I came home, I was so nauseous. Like, I felt acid coming up my throat. Like, it was just really, really bad. And when I ate, it felt a little bit better, and I just needed a few hours to recuperate. Just had a lot on my mind, so I watched Arrested Development. Yay! Yay. The Blues, they were there for us before, and they'll continue to be there for us. And I watched that until, like, 1 in the morning, which is very unlike me because I love my early bedtimes to the max. So to the max. And that doesn't mean she gets up early in the morning. No, I'll, I'll go to bed at 7 or 8, and we'll see what time I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally was at a point where I said, okay, I'm kind of falling asleep on the couch. Let me migrate to my bedroom. I have our little dog, Minnie, with me, so let's go. Then I just kept having those things. I don't know if you guys can relate where you kick your leg out. You're starting to fall asleep, and you kick, or your arm twitches, or they, you feel like your whole body jerks. I don't know if it had to do with the coffee or the stress or a little bit of both, but I just couldn't get comfortable. I kept tossing and turning. You don't even just, like, toss and turn. You toss and turn hard. You're like, and you have to re-get the blankets. You put it between your knees, and you put one under the shoulder because if it's over the shoulder, it's too high, and then you want to hold the pillow a certain way. That's a whole thing. I went through the same exact thing last night. Really? Yes. And what's interesting is I chalked it up to that I had a couple margaritas with my Taco Tuesday. And then because I was, like, finally feeling some sort of happiness, I thought it was a good idea to take a shot of rum. And I didn't feel sick or anything, but that happened to me all night. And when I woke up this morning, I was like, it's probably because I drank. And you didn't drink yesterday. I mean, I know you're talking about coffee, but still that's like different so that's really interesting to me yeah 
I oh, it, it was rough, and poor little Minnie was giving me the doggy growls <laughs> because I just wouldn't settle down. I felt bad. I'm like, thank goodness I'm single. Imagine if somebody else was in his bed, they'd kick me out. They go I'm not. I'm surprised because I kept looking at him thinking, <laughs> is he getting disrupted because I am just like all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. And the, the thing with the, with the legs, like, <laughs> yeah. I do that often anyways, but... Last night it was worse, and I kept saying, "Oh, it's because I drank. It's because I had the margaritas, and then I had that shot. Like that's why." Well, there's another reason why. Sometimes I get anxiety when I kick a leg out. Do you want me to tell you this and traumatize you, or would you rather me not say it? Go ahead. <laughs> it might not traumatize you, but um, so me and Shelly grew up in a haunted house. I don't care what you believe in. There's something going on. And I don't know if it was this house or the house that Shelly grew up in before I came into existence, but there was a time where our mom said that she felt like there was something pulling on her toes that night or something like that. Does that ring a bell? I remember her saying that there was something at the end of the bed where I was a little girl and you weren't in existence yet, and we lived in Chino, so I don't know. So I'm always afraid... Oh, and I can't say it out loud. I finally say it out loud. Say it to it, Neil. Dang it. Here on Shelly Live. I have to kick a leg out. I'm not the kind of person that likes to be super hot at night. I need to be a little cold. Like, if you feel my skin, I need at least one arm or leg to actually feel, not icy, but chill to the touch. And the rest of me can be warm. I just, I freak out. So, having your feet exposed, as you should know, Miss Foot USA, feels really nice. And you can have your whole body covered, but your feet exposed, and it's perfect. I'm afraid that there's going to be some little demon that gets my toes that night. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's okay. So, first of all, I am the same way. I find – here's the thing. I've never talked about this. Not that it's not like I'm ashamed of it. I just never – I never thought about talking about it. So, when I go to sleep at night, I – kind of scooch down to where my feet are actually dangling over the end. Oh. And then I put, I kind of pull the blankets up. And a lot of times, it seems in the last, like, few months, I don't know how to do with, like, some kind of anxiety, but I definitely make sure that for my knees down, I don't have any covers on. And I always have a blanket. And I, too, <laughs> <laughs> worry that... <laughs> Mini, and I'm like, 
dude, why is she opening up this dimension? Because she's <laughs> sleeping. Why is she okay with this? Like, I okay, don't know. here's the quote unquote creepy music. Okay, what the subtitles on the YouTube video say is it's, and then YouTube, you guys are also, they're so satanic, and you have YouTube giving you this creepy music. Go well, on. it's a, it's a channel, and they will get old movies or cartoons. They have, like, a vintage influence, and they do, like, little sweet things. But anyways, you have a woman laying on a chair. She's relaxing, and the subtitles is falling asleep with the record playing in the next room and birds chirping and cars passing. That's nice. That's a like nice little nap music. But the thing is, the music. Very terror, Tower of Terror. That's relaxing. I like it. Hey, if we had it on right now, I would be like, this is awesome. We might get a spook in here, but this is awesome. It's daytime. <laughs> We're not going to sleep or you're, you're the most vulnerable when I open up that door and then you look like you're laying there dead <laughs> and then Minnie goes over there and like bothers you and you don't even move and it's like <laughs> no what are you doing so last night I it was really windy here and things were knocking against the house and things it's were brushing bottle, yeah. and I put that music on, and I, after tossing and turning, you missed the Haunted Mansion or something, is that what's going on? (laughs) Tossing and turning, I finally fell asleep, and oh, it's meant to be a sipper, not a shotter, shooter. Go on with your story. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Danielle, she opens over here, she's a ghost. (laughs) So, I had this dream, and in my dream, I had a prey in my dream, saying anything that's evil, I don't invite you remember i told you about this thing? yeah that now i know what it is that youtube video and so i woke up and that music was still playing so i turned it off and then i put rain this good old classic rain here's and the thing no because danielle and i've talked about this before we lived in smack middle of the hollywood boulevard um we used to use the rain app to help us go to sleep and it worked it worked until one night i had insomnia just too much for the rain and I was like, I hear someone whispering, what is that? And I felt like a freaking psycho. And I was trying to follow the sound. It was all quiet, and all you can hear is the rain. And then I went, and it was my phone. And in my phone, I've talked about this before. As the rain was going, I was going. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like freaking Zach Morris on Save by the Bell. And I've been very aware of subliminal messages that are put into media since I was a girl because Zach Morris did that to try to get Kelly to fall in love with him on Saved by the Bell. So ever since then, I've been very aware of it. And I didn't like that. So ever since then, I don't use it. And it makes me sad because those apps did help me. But I, what else are you saying then? Forget it. I'm done. No. I get that. So I will... <laughs> so I had the sense to turn it off and I was feeling a little on edge when I put my rain music on and I noticed my windows are closed it's very windy outside but there's just a little bit of curtain open just a little bit where it peaks and it put out the lights of the street on a corner of my bed that I you can't really see me but call me egotistical 
<laughs> there is somebody who I have ruffled their feathers and shaken up their world in a way that I did not intend to. And I never know if they, they know where I live. They're just out my window on a windy night. Staring at me. <laughs> so I got scared and I had to get up and I, I finally was comfortable. I put my rain music on after tossing and turning on the creepy music. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to get up right now and I'm going to close a little peek. Well, here's the thing. First of all, you got Minnie with you. I kept thinking that, yes. Second of all, when we moved here, something that I was not a fan of from the beginning was our front door has a door where it's like a window into it on the top part. (laughs) So you could see it inside here. And I hated that. And I was like, how do we fix this? So I fixed it. I got I got some, I don't know what you even call that, film, art film on it. <laughs> you can't see out of it. You can't see in. But when the sun shines through it or the light, when it's, we're in its nighttime and we're in here and the light's on, you can see, like, the silhouette of it. It's really pretty. But um, so I did that. And the reason why I finally was like, no, we have to do this now is when Danielle exposed this douchebag and he was all uppity because he finally got exposed, my worry was he's going to come over here. I'm going to see his little beady eyes over there looking in in here, and I'm not okay with that. Sometimes I take a little nap on the couch. I'm not okay with seeing that douchebag looking in on here looking for Danielle because she she exposed him. So um, so there's that. So I get that. So it's not that egotistical. <laughs> And the reason why, when you told me this, it was right before we went live, and I said, let's talk about it on the show, is because I back you up on this, because when I lived in Kentucky, I had this boyfriend, and I forgot, the Mimbo, and when I finally broke up with the Mimbo, I moved into that house, and I moved all those wrestlers, and so one night, I fell asleep uh, watching TV, and I remember, I'll never forget, I was like, Oh, my gosh, because the way it was is, like, there's the garage, and when you go inside the house from the garage, there's, like, stairs that go up. And then when you go up, that's where, like, the kitchen and the living room is. So if you don't go up the stairs, it goes to the basement area where it looked like an apartment to where there was, like, a little living room, the laundry room, a bathroom, and a room. So I took over that whole bottom part because I had the mercies and, you know, whatever. So I fell asleep in my little living room part, and I felt like someone was staring at me from the stairs, and I was so freaked out. And I kept feeling like it was that nimbo, that boyfriend. I was like, no, no, because the rule was, it's like, that guy wasn't allowed in our house. I was like, no, he's not allowed here. I don't want him here, like, whatever, because some of the guys were friends with him. So that was the rule. And so I was so freaked out that I remember I had the blankets and I looked. <laughs> and I was so scared and sure that he was there that I didn't even want to go walk to my room because I had to pass those stairs to go to my room. So I was like, oh, my God, so I felt freaked out. So I stayed in the blankets for a while. And then when I felt like the coast was clear, I ran to the room. <laughs> so the next day, I was telling one of my roommates about this. And as I was saying, I was like, and then I felt like the member was upstairs and his eyes got big. And then I was like, what is wrong with him? And then he goes, Shelly, don't get mad at me. But last night I bumped into the member at the bar and he was all whatever. So I told him, look, you better stay in my room. 
do not leave my room because he was going to go hook up with some girl. So he instructed the Mimbo, the only way you can crash in my room, Shelly's there, you know how it is, leave her alone, do not leave my room. And he was very adamant about how they had this agreement. So he was peeking at me. So that's why when you said that, even though it probably didn't happen last night, those things happen. And much like the Mimbo, this douchebag you exposed, they have a lot in common. So it's like those types, yeah, they're that way. They're real creepy like that. Real creepy. And we already thought we had a little encounter with one of his little friends a couple days ago. So you just, you don't give out your address. Stay anonymous. <laughs> hey. I tell you, don't be bringing these weirdos over here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Speaking of weirdos, I have two weirdos I'd like to talk to you guys about. I did put a tweet out last Friday when I thought I was going to record, and we're going to get into that tweet. But first, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. This is the sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, 
and wrestling, check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelby Live here on VOC Nation. So, as some of you may know, on Friday... I tweeted two screenshots, one showing Sean Hernandez blocks me, and the other one was Lou Gallows, the big LG dot Gallows, if you will. So, hold on a second. I, my chair is kind of far from the mic. <laughs> so, why did I do that? Okay, so let me tell you. So, both of these dudes, have had me blocked for a really long time. And the reason why I know this is because more so Hernandez, because duh, LAX, but um, I do get tagged with them a lot. So it triggers me. Call me petty, but I look because I'm curious because I've never done anything to either of these guys. Now, first I wanted to get into what you guys had to say. No, the one with the her- and I put a little quick laughing emoji <laughs> to show I'm not butthurt about it. It's just funny to me. It's really funny. So, at Hill Mario says, "Man, that's effed up." At Page likes food. Bill the tea queen. At Chris Cash seven o two. What happened? Uh, at Thrillist Los. For what though? Like O M G. At Narcissist 201, wow, straight up petty. No worries, amiga. It comes with the territory when you talk the truth. You're way better than those people. You don't need fake friends. It's an evil and corrupt business. Only a select few are real outside the industry. Keep living your best life, skills of love. At MHDZ23 said, what, did something happen? Um... Man, there's a lot. Okay, I'm almost done, though. Okay, at Bridgeport Bread says, please ignore my previous... Oh, I don't know what that was. Um, WTF says, at GP Driver, at Stockton Sports 4, maybe those guys trying to F, and she denied them, and they are straight acting petty. At Ray, I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Peridia, wow, even Sean, what's going on? At Lil Cisco two two three, he's just mad you were the real reason anybody likes LAX. At H two Corelli, what happened? At Saharashed five, sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Why with laughing emojis? At Dina McTree Minintree <laughs> Minint. I'm sorry, Dina. XO. He's probably just salty that you were more popular than him in LAX. At good old Victor Brick Jr. No way, really. So we'll talk about that one first. Who's on first? Hernandez. So I don't know why. Because 
Hernandez is one of those people that I have asked over and over to his face what his problem with me is, and he says he has no problem with me. I don't know what else to do when it comes to that point. When it comes to a point where I'm able to be presented to talk to people and say, what is your issue with me? And they back down. I don't know what else to do. Like, there's no other conversation to be had. So I'll never forget one of the last time, I think it was, yeah, it was the last time I worked with him, actually, um, based on that, because prior to the last time I worked with him, so the second to last time I worked with him, he kept saying nothing was the problem. There was no problem, but there was. When we were taking group shots at this convention together, he was standing behind me and flipping me off. And so fans have these photos. They sent them to me. So that's, I'm not putting it on a blast. Maybe the fan thinks for a second it's funny, but maybe some don't. Like, that's, why are you doing that? And when I was at the convention, I saw the photos. So I confronted him, and he said, no, that wasn't it, okay? So when I worked the last time with him, I once again, in a very nice way, I wasn't like, hey, whatever, I was just like, because here's the thing. We were doing, I can't even remember what convention it was, and we were going to perform. They were wrestling. I was coming out with them. And the energy was there, and it was really awesome because that's the thing. When we performed, just like with Kevin Thorne, it was freaking awesome. It was there. And we were all feeling it. And I remember Hernandez saying something to the effect of, like, you know, we should do this. We should do that. And I'm like, no, this is the last time I'm working with you. Like, No. And I was like, you won't admit you have this problem with me. Like, no. And for me, it's like, it really sucks because it's like, whether it was when I was in LAX, but here's the thing. When I was in LAX, it seemed to me that Sean was really cool with me. We would joke. We we had inside jokes. It wasn't until life after TNA that I realized there was this, like, issue. And I have no idea because, at least with Kevin, we butted heads while we were working together. So, like, whatever. It is what it is. But when I was in LAX, as far as I was concerned, every we were cool. Like, I had their back. I would, like, I was down. Like, and because I came from a situation where Kevin and I butted heads so much, I was feeling like, wow, this is cool. Like, I get to work with guys that, like, I have fun with. And, like, you know, like, we're getting along. And it's, we have inside jokes. We, we used to have, like, bust balls, like, as a group. Like, we were a little, like, like, this group that would just crack jokes on people and this. It was freaking awesome. So, life after LAX, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what? So... I got tagged, like, last week with Hernandez. So I was like, let me see if you still have me blocked, Mr. I don't have an issue with you. I clicked on it, and sure enough, he did. So I thought it was hilarious. And I thought, you know what? This is something that would be great to talk about on Shally Live. So I'm going to screenshot this and see what the people have to say about it. And so that's what the people have to say about it. <laughs> well, it sounds like he had a chip on his shoulder. And maybe potentially he categorized you. I don't know. 
part of me is like, oh, maybe he's like a girlfriend of a wife that got a little upset or insecure, but that's cute. And probably not the case. There's some kind of ego-driven chip on the shoulder. That's my two cents. I think that's pretty much no matter what the whole situation is, that's going to be probably the foundation of it is that's the issue. Well, I don't want to talk about anything on the record if it's at least not on the Internet. So I'm just going to revisit this part, but I will say this. It wasn't until way after I had left TNA, I had heard of some things as Fernandez. That was very common knowledge that I had no idea about. Zero. And when I found out, I was like, wait, what? And when I heard this from multiple people, and the way they said it was like, hey, did you hear? It was like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know that was what was going on, right? That's different from, mm. well, I heard. Well, I don't. Is it true? It was like, what are you talking about, Shelley? You know that this and this was happening, right? And I'm like, what? No, not one percent. And then my second thing, my second feeling was, homicide had to have known. He had to have known. So I didn't know. So why am I getting treated like I'm the asshole here? Like, ew. So anyway, the reason why I felt like the bigger asshole is because when I found out that that's what was going on, I'm like, well, then why did I put my neck out on the line and speak up for us and what we're doing and going up to the writers and saying this, this, and this? When you were doing this the whole time, it didn't even matter. Like, why don't you just, like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. So for him to have such an issue with me to where he has to block me for whatever reason, it's, like, weird to me. It doesn't hurt my feelings because I don't like him based on life after LAX. When I was in LAX, I, I didn't think he was, like, my homeboy or anything. It wasn't like that. But when we worked together, like I said, we had inside jokes. We talk about things, whatever. When we got effed with as a group, as far as backstage politics went, I thought it was like we all had each other's back. But, again, going from Kevin, who would stab me in the back in a heartbeat if it meant he was going to get over with, like, Undertaker or somebody, like, I thought these guys wouldn't. And I was like, this is awesome. This is what wrestling's supposed to be. So I have no idea. And so the reason why, like I said, I put it out there was, that's why I don't talk about Hernandez. That's why I don't talk about LAX, really. That's why when you guys tweet me and say, oh, it'd be great and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's why. Because I'm right there with you, but for whatever reason, these people have these issues with me. And they're the ones that, like, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm just, like, I'm so in the dark with all this. Like, it's so interesting. It's like our family, actually, mm-hmm. how there was all these things going on, illegal things going on. I had no idea how people got busted. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? But I'm the asshole. I have little to no comment on that because I <laughs> totally get it. 
and that's how it is and that's people just having a guilty conscience and you're not part of their shadiness so they just act again super defensive so real quick, we're running out of time here. So the gallows one, the gallows. I'm just going to go real quick, okay? Someone said, damn, Francine said, what would you say now? Shelly has no filter. Shout out to my roomie. Her birthday is this week. Make sure to say happy birthday on Friday. Um, laughing emojis, why did he tick off LAX or something? This is all about um, Luke Gallows. Damn, I want to block you, but I would love a follow-back. <laughs> I don't know what their problem is. What's the backstage heat? I need to know the tea. Wait, what happened? What did, what, wait, wait, hold on. Why, what did you do? You like the coolest, flyest person on here? I don't know what that means. Okay. What happened? At least he notices you. I can't even get any results to notice me. Oh, come on. But why did you tell him he's the new Kevin Nash and with no, none of that charm, wit, or talent? Uh, what'd you do? Wrestlers have the most thin skin. Shelly, what did you do to Doc for him to block you? Uh, did poor widow Luke get his feelings hurt? <laughs> what did you do, Shelly? Why is it always what did I do? He sucks anyways. Why did he block you? I have no idea. Here's a little short story, though. Um, she used to be interested in somebody that I was very close to at one time in my life. And I was all about them. I thought they would be a great couple. Many. I thought they'd be a great couple together. And then when I got to find out more about his dating history and things like that, I was like, ooh, I don't think he's good for my friend after all. So I was very against it. And then it's so crazy because around the time that I was all for it, she was very hesitant about it. But then once when I was like, oh, you dodged a bullet, she was like, well, I like him now. Well, they ended up getting married, and um, to be honest with you, I don't know what his issues with me are, aside from the fact that she probably has told him what I've said about him and how I feel about him and how he, um, his, his dating history and things of that nature, and so that's the only thing I could think of, but, like, whatever, and again, for some reason, I get tagged with him a lot. And the thing with him is, like, I used to like him so much, you have no idea. I remember one time he was here in L.A. for something, rather, and Danielle was actually with me. We did uh, – I did Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast, and then afterwards, I we went down – we was at his hotel room, and Danielle and I did 10 questions with the Martinez girls with Colt Cabana. We filmed that during a little collab. And then afterwards, we went to the hotel bar – and um, that's where Luke Gallows was. I, I felt well, I was very friendly with him. We dr- got drunk together. Like, you know, when I was in WWE, he was one of my drinking buddies when we would be at the, at the hotel bar or whatever. So I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. And then I just did, wasn't a fan of his dating history. Call me judgmental, fine. But I was very protective of my friend because I loved her very much. And you know, when they got married, we weren't friends at all. And I don't know if me saying what I had to say about that. I have no idea. I have zero. But I wanted to throw that out there because it's just like, this is why when some of you guys tag me with stuff with him, I won't interact because I don't want part of that energy. I know he doesn't see it because he blocks me, but I do. And it's just like, I don't want to participate in all that. So 
I'm bringing all this up because maybe some people, more than the two people that listen to our show, will tune in to hear the cheese man. But it's like, I'm not mad about it. I think it's freaking hilarious that these two dudes that I've literally done nothing to, and both of them never tried to sleep with me. So it's not like, oh, they're mad because they that, that Like, both of them, I thought at one time, I was like, that's my friend. Yeah, it's my buddy. Cool. Like, not BFF, but yeah, at work, totally. I'd like party, especially with Luke Gallows. I love to, like, drink with him, whatever. With Hernandez, I loved performing with him. I loved goofing off backstage with him. I, I was fond memories until this, like, life after WWE, life after um, TNA, that these dudes all of a sudden have, like, this problem with me. And it's like, okay. Again, the ego is not your amigo. And people just throwing a little fit. But it's like, why? And like, and I even, I think I even told Gallo once to his face in a very nice way that same show where I was my last performance at LAX. I was on fire. I was on one that day. I was like, look, I don't know. I heard things about you. And he's like, but I just really like your friend. And I was like, I don't know. And I told him. I told him. You know what it was? It took for me to – I had a boyfriend, and he was in uh, Deep South with Luke Gallo. So at that time, I was with that boyfriend, and he told me a lot of things I just didn't know. And then I thought, well, okay, and I listened, but I still was like, okay, cool. But then it's like I started hearing stuff from other people, and it was the same thing. And those same people that would say it hated my ex-boyfriend. So it wasn't like they were all buddies, and that's like they hated him, and they had the same story. So that's when I was like, no, I don't like it. Bad reputation. Bad reputation. Exactly. So that's the story behind those two. I wanted to get into it more, but that was when I thought Friday I was going to record. And now we're going in overtime. <laughs> overtime. Um, I got to get ready for my Shelly and Stoner Jesus Smokeout. You guys should check it out. Go to ShellySJSmokeout.com. You can sign up. We hang out. We I tell, I tell my stories. And, um, yeah, maybe I'll even talk more about this. And you should go join so you can be a part of it tonight. We're doing it in, like, two hours. So if you sign up now, you can hear the rest of this. And that's, that'll be my gift. I'll, I'll make a note right now to continue this conversation about Hernandez and Gallo. Well, that's a very nice gift for you to give one week after your birthday and your roast. And my roast, you guys. The roast is for free. you got to check it out. And... Next week, we're going to talk more about the roast. I want to, like, we had Santina Morella on it. We had Francine on it. Uh, we had my friend that's comedian Gary Lee. Of course, we had Danielle on it. She got me real good. And we had Fred Mertz on it. Mm-hmm. Of course, Donor Jesus. And um, I did roast. And then I did talk about how I was very disappointed that um, somebody who I used to work with didn't want to do the roast after they told me that they would do the roast and they just ignored me and unfollowed me and how I was really pissed off and I said we should have done it for the freaking fans. If you want to hear that, you should go over there and check it out. Again, Shelly, SJ, uh, Smokeout, 
patreon.com. You can sign up on Patreon. You can sign up on OnlyFans. You can choose. There's more stuff going on on Patreon, though, so you should go that route if you want more content. But um, until next week, uh, next week we'll talk about the roast. We'll dissect it and whatever else happens between then and now. And until then, I'm Shelly from Kelly. She's Danny California. She's Minnie DeMoocher. And we'll be smelling you later. Adios. Toodles. Oh, man, my screen locked. Oh. Oh, and there's Luke Gallo. (laughs) Say goodbye. Say goodbye, Shelly.